Previously on that Cthulhu John. So you see this serpent-like figure, but man-size. I do not want to see you or the rest of the humans destroyed by my race. Not only is the chief of police one of us, the mayor is as well. He's one of you. He could smell the fear coming off of you. So Gregor doesn't know you work at the police station? There is no distinguishable way to tell us apart from a human when we are in our disguises. And you see he's carrying a pot. You look inside of it and it has like a very small black lotus in there. Yuki mentioned that there were seven heralds. There is one, however, that is not accounted for. We none of us know where he has gone. Drelbith. I might have to kill some of these Ophidians that you've named. You realize that. Then you turn and look down the hall further towards Ginger's room. You see the doors open. It looks like someone came in here and just like took all her clothes. Take her jewelry. Unfortunately, we think we're going to have to do skin grafts. And he kind of sighs, looks down to the floor, palms his forehead. And there is a note on there from Heather. It just said that I'm going to get Professor Bradshaw's address. Probably better if you don't go alone. Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 54. We are a real play call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. (laughs) Chuck. Welcome to that yig, John. (laughs) (laughs) And Jenny. It's a full moon tonight. Ooh. <laughs> ho, ho. Ho, ho. <laughs> I've been planning that for three days. Pretty good. Nice. <laughs> You're like, it's going to be a full moon on Friday. Full moon in Aries. So. <laughs> I think it's last super moon till August. Mm-hmm. Super moon. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this a, a, a luck episode? Mm-hmm. It is. Nice. It is. Episode 51? No. No. 54. 54. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's like 100 in snake years. You know, if Heather spends her sanity like Lenny did, you know, she can maybe keep her alive for another year. Episode 100, maybe? Uh, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Plan on getting real crazy in this one. Let's get back to the hospital now. What are you guys doing? Guys, uh, you came at the same time. That's convenient. Uh, Good to see you both. Come in. Uh, There's some probably half-decent, comfortable chairs here. Did I bring him some coffee because his coffee sucks? Of course you did. Yeah, okay. I don't say anything. I just kind of walk over and set it on the little table next to the bed. Mm -hmm. He smiles with glee. Thanks, Luke. (laughs) Heather, did you you brought books last time? Last time you came to the hospital for Walter, right? Yeah, I brought whatever books uh, he wanted me to bring, and then also the spell that he was um, 
translating? Maybe a clarification about that. The mm-hmm. the other um, books that are pertaining to the rituals and uh, all that stuff, uh, they're locked up in safe deposit boxes. But the information that had been translated, which I had a second question about, That's what is what I was mostly looking for. Yeah. Um, with those translations, was it just the uh, lightning business or was it also the fire business as well? Was it both translations or just the one? Well, Heather is working on the fire one and you were working on the lightning one. Good deal. I was just curious as to what was actually brought um, Mm -hmm. because the books specifically, uh, they wouldn't have been accessible. So it would have just been the translated Call the Lightning. All right. Wasn't there more? There was like the disguise ability or something? They haven't been translated yet, but... Yeah. No. Out of character, I guess I know that two of them have kind of been translated. Or no, I guess they have been at this point, so... Uh, But yeah, since we were talking about what was actually brought, I thought I'd just make sure I knew for 100%. Mm -hmm. So which books do you have with you out of the Speculum Mages? I have books one through four with me. One through four, okay. I'm lugging around about as much as I think I physically should be. Right, yeah. Okay, so you got those books. I'm going to say, Walter, you've been working on them. Um, like you have been, you just have all this time right now and really no distractions except for the beeping of the monitors of the hospital. Yeah. And you guys see Walter, his, uh, his chest is all patched up still. He's wearing one of the hospital gowns. So you can't really see it's patched up, but he looks pretty good. Otherwise looking better. Yeah. He's, he's looking pretty good. Just appears tired right now. How you feeling, Walter? I, I mean, all things considered, pretty good. He's probably sitting up, you know, pillows behind him and the standard issue blankets across his lap kind of thing. Walter, as you sit up, you feel pain in, around the burn mark on your chest and you give a little... Little wince. Yeah. Little wince, okay. yeah. Um, Is there like a morphine thing you want me to push for you? Is there like a button? Do you need more? <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, the, I mean... There is, but I've been trying to yeah. stay away from it uh, just in the hopes of continuing my studies at the risk of additional pain. And he kind of slumps his head a little bit. Knowing what he's been doing here, can I have brought him like a notebook and some pens or something too? I don't know how much he's got on him, but you know, he's he's stuck here for a while. I would think Thompson has a notebook and pen on him, probably at all times. Or just something I grabbed from my desk just to leave with him, something I haven't been using, you know. Just uh, given that I know he is researching something that may help us, I suppose. Just to, some more supplies to work with. Yeah, right. that's great. Uh, thanks. I'm thoughtful, actually. Uh, he probably does keep a pencil and pen in with this little leather-bound zip journal thingy-mabobber that's in his pouch, but... He's a sucker for uh, writing instruments and uh, clean lined paper, so he happily accepts. Just a big ballpoint. I got something for you, too, and I pull out a little Telemordu airplane bottle, another one, <laughs> and just put it on his little, like, tray that moves. I don't know if you can drink Ooh. this. We'll, uh, we'll keep these out of sight. And He tries to, like, uh, tuck them into maybe, like, the, the crease in his mattress or something, so they're kind of, like, <laughs> completely out of sight. And... Says, so well, maybe we'll splash this in the coffee later when nobody's looking. Okay. Anything in particular you guys want to talk about while you are here together? Anything you want to accomplish while you're here at the hospital? I'm going to fill Walter in, in on, like, having the address of uh, 
Professor uh, Bradshaw, mm-hmm. and I'll give the address to uh, Thompson. Okay. Which is in Westchester. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Do you guys uh, think that he's going home, or do you think he's staying at the church, dug in like a little tick? Good question. Um, do I know that if you went to your apartment or not? Did you tell us about that? Oh no! Yeah, I'll I'll tell. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you guys that. Like, oh yeah. Recount our days a little bit. Yeah. I, I have some things I want to yeah. say. Stop by the apartment. What did, What did you see there? I mean, I I tried to stop in and check on her, but no one there before. I mean, it was kind of like trashed, but more. I don't know. I guess what you would do if you were just grabbing clothes quickly. Like a, her room was kind of disheveled and messy. There was clothes like strewn about. But that's all. The TV was still on. Yeah. It sounded like it was when I was there, too. I never went in. Right? I didn't go in. Mm-mm. No, you never no. went in. Um, nobody answered. There was too much going on. I couldn't, couldn't have a peek for myself. Yeah, you couldn't let yourself in. So, uh, it sounds like he moved around. Um... I suppose we could always ask the neighbors what they might have seen, but I don't know how much that would help us. We can assume he's at either one of two places. I don't know how much of that church is livable. Uh, I haven't been in there. Would they be able to stay there? You've been there. I mean, I've been in the office. It's not terrible. And I don't know, as far as like going to a Catholic church here and there, there are like rooms in there that's benches and church. comfortable sure chairs yeah. i mean yeah. there's plenty something. of space some of them there. have like rectories attached to them where the priests live and stuff so it's pretty disheveled on the outside so i just assumed the inside wasn't much better maybe i should rephrase it then would someone be able to live there without cluing in all of the other actors and stagehands or without cluing them in would that not even matter if he has control over all of them well it's a whole nother realm of, uh, I don't know what the fuck. Mind control <laughs> uh, makes my job a lot harder. I mean, he seems like the type that would show up early and be the last one to leave, so I don't think that anyone would even know. Heather, give me an education roll. Okay. Oh, that's so bad. 96. Ooh. I have 85, but I will spend 11. Oh, yeah? Is it worth it? Oh, I can't tell you that. I'm going to ask the magic eight ball. <laughs> the eight ball. Fool me once. Ask later. I'm going to do it. Just as ask later. It's not very helpful, but. You're spending that luck? Yeah. All right. So, Heather, you remember that the rehearsals don't actually start until uh, six o'clock. Oh, Okay. What time is it now? It is right now about two o'clock. We'll say since you're in the hospital and, you know, talking, gabbing and stuff, we'll say it's 2.30. Okay. So there's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you want to swing by there? I know the window that goes to his office because I threw the book out of there and I know how to get to that from the outside of the church. We wouldn't have to go in. Hmm. You could look in there. And then maybe go to his place. If he covets this book so much, though, I wonder if he would keep it in the same room or make some modifications to that window. Uh, I mean, given that you do, you have already taken it. Um, Walter nods in agreement with 
Luke. Mm-hmm. I think uh, knowing that this starts at six, perhaps it might be better to have a look around his house while he's not there. See if uh, anything stands out. I don't want to just... Uh, I can't just walk in and kill the guy. Regardless of whether or not he might be the missing link here, uh, it's all speculation. I mean, I mean, you can. Oh, I could. It's just... Uh, <laughs> uh, if we were to take care of him, we would have to do it so there wouldn't be many fingers pointed at us. Yes. That's, right. uh, that's um, quite the leap there, Detective. Uh, are you uh, starting to believe in this a little more than yesterday? That brings me to what I wanted to tell you. Um, I met an Ophidian. What? What? I, I met with one. I, uh, I can't give you too much info, uh, as it might break their confidence a little bit. They gave me a lot of information. I have all their names. He just kind of looks at Heather silently. And the people that they've taken over, except the seventh Ophidian has been missing for some time. None of the Ophidians seem to know where it is. Wait, 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 wait. The Ophidian you met is one of the seven? Yes. Did he tell you this? Did they tell you this? I watched them transform from like a sexy whispery lady into a little stumpy legged snake person (laughs) right in front of me. Holy shit. If the confrontation with Yuki didn't already give me some insight into this hidden world that we're dealing with, um, then this certainly has. I now understand uh, a little more so what... um, what Tommy Slick was going through. Oh. Yeah, who would know about that? Absolutely. Who? Uh, one of uh, one of Lenny's friends. Uh, I believe he was a patron at Heather's Bar. He was a nice guy. Beautiful hair. So, <laughs> from what I understand, he was likely one of the people that were uh, sent to take something from your aunt. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry that you have to find out this way, Heather, but that's the truth. I, there's so many things going on. You, you, so the snake person that you met is alive? Did you kill it to get this information? They tracked me down. I, I didn't handle it too well when I saw it happen. Um, honestly, I kind of, um, I tried to run, but I was locked in, in a room, um, uh, it's not important. They didn't meant me no harm. No, no, wait, wait, wait. That part. Uh, g- go back to that. What do you mean they transformed? I mean, how quick was it? Was it like Yuki? How she just disappeared? Or I mean, uh, I mean, was it like the old werewolf movies where she sprouts teeth and you know? What did I say, George? Was it like they pulled their skin off and then there was a snake under it, like those werewolf movies? Or <laughs> no, um, when it changes from human into uh, it's out. real form. They're, they fade uh, into the person. And then when they change back, that's when they kind of grow the weird face and everything. So it's... The human face. It's more like a, like a film transition than something that you can physically... A little bit more like that. But you do see their form change as well. Wavy like, lines. Yeah, more like that. <laughs> Fascinating. I, I kind of do and don't hope I 
never see that. I don't know. That's it's a lot like the the modern special effects you see in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so you do you trust it? How do you know it didn't I, mean you any harm? I, I'm standing here. Um, it gave me a small black lotus, a peace offering. Apparently, this is the last one. Uh, could it be um, a trick? Walter looks confused. It also gave me the identities of the other five Ophidians on Earth that <gasps> oh, that shit. we know about. He takes out his book and asks you to give him that information. Walter takes detailed notes. Mordok and Higfrit are the Mafia dudes. Uh, Rogfim is the whispery person that called me up. Igthil is Sambor, Gregor Sambor, the chief. Uh, Glaxoth, the mayor. The mayor? Calabar. I'm looking around, making sure that like nobody's outside the door. Like when I'm starting to, and I'm, this is hush tones. Right. Uh, yeah, so they, they got to the mayor as well. It's, it's as we feared. Uh, Calabal is Miles, the mayor's secretary. And uh, Trelbith is the wild card here. Unsure who that could be. Uh, I told them that I would keep their identity a secret, their their protection and my own. Uh, apparently, they, they really like TV, and they don't want to <laughs> see humans die. They like us a lot and our world that we've created. But w- wait a minute. He stops you there. He says, Marduk, Higfried, Igfil, Rogfim, Glaxoff, uh, Calabal, and Drelbith? Rogfim. Is the one I spoke with. Gotcha. Um, and something else that might be important is they can smell fear. Gregor Sambor is onto me, or Igthil. It is aware that I am aware of the Ophidians because of the way I reacted last time I saw them. It? Well, you better be careful saying that around Ophidians. They might take offense to that. I said them. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> they, they do. They don't like that. We are people Most too, goddammit. <laughs> Snakes are people too. Most sentient beings don't. Okay. Uh, Alright, you guys want to uh, do anything else while you're at the hospital? Um, just like formal plan to kill all the snakes. <laughs> Things are coming to your head, it seems. And you know what, actually? He reaches for one of those little airplane uh, whiskeys and uh, he puts like, you know, a little splash in there and offers it around to you guys. Doesn't want to hog it all. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I didn't find any. I didn't get any other info on how exactly they plan to wake up all of their brethren. Given that the one I spoke with kind of separated themselves from the others. He notes that too. He says, "But if this uh, one that's helping us, I mean, uh, why is he helping us? Uh, what does he want?" They don't want to see our fragile race snuffed out. They enjoy the world we've created in this society and want to enjoy it longer. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Who knew that the end of the human race would happen in 1985? Goddamn Mayor So, I mean, he's not really an enemy, but kind of is? Well, Walter takes a long swig or two of his coffee. At the moment, they are an ally. Um, they also told me that 
they do not wish to see their brethren's lives snuffed out either, but... He raises an eyebrow at that. If that's the only way to stop them, then that's kind of how it has to be. Uh, were those his words or yours? More or less, I guess. His were a lot, like, whispery and raspy and hissy. It was more like this. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he, she, they, um... They have multiple humanoid forms, or human forms, they can take identities, if you will. Shit. Um, I guess we so should assume that the others they do. could also. Hmm. Yeah, so if we, uh, if we botch something, they might not return as that person. We might never oh. be able to find them again. Okay, so never show fear again. Mm-hmm. Trust no one. There's that. As Walter's talking, I reach over and chug the other little airplane bottle. Never be scared. <laughs> never be scared. <laughs> Say, one of your professor buddies, the chemist, right? Something like that? Yeah. Willis? Yeah, Willis. Um, they might know something about covering our pheromones or whatever that we're giving off. Mmm, it's a thought. Mm. Do you want to give him a call? I don't know if there's other animals that smell fear or taste fear on the air or whatever, but maybe well, they can give us a, you know, like a perfume. Yeah, alter our pH balance in some way. Maybe that that's could what I mean. uh, mask uh, our pheromones or scent glands. I don't know. That's an interesting approach. And probably one that he's well-suited for, hopefully. Uh, All right, guys, it's approaching 3 o'clock now. If you could uh, give him a call today and uh, inquire about the liquid nitrogen as well. Anything we can get. Okay. Uh, he makes some notes. You know, that this is uh, kind of uh, out there, maybe a bit of a stretch, but... I'm sure I've shelved a book or two about uh, deep breathing techniques at the uh, bookstore. I mean, it is one way to manage fear and, uh, you know, your heart rate and things of that nature. He kind of shrugs. It takes practice, though. So I've heard. Something we probably don't have a lot of time for. Yeah. All right. So clocks are running here, and a nurse comes in and says, uh, Mr. Pendergast, how are you doing today? Uh, Well, thanks, uh, Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, uh, I see you have a couple visitors here, but it's time to change out your bandages. Oh, that should be fun. He looks worried. He says, don't worry, I'll be very gentle. Maybe we'll step out of the room for now. Yeah. Give you some space. That would probably be best. Wouldn't want my butt falling out of the back of this thing, huh? <laughs> Tries to make light of the situation. Smile. I mean, maybe we should go do our project while he's getting his bandages changed. Uh, I suppose. Well, enjoy the rest of your night there, Walter. Be in touch. Uh, thanks. Um, I'll get back to you about that other thing with the biology business. Good evening. Mm. <laughs> he nods. All right, so... Stands up. All right, carefully. so you guys... I go to hug him and then realize I can't. So he turns to the side. Bye, Walter. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Puts his, like, his left arm only around you. Shields his chest with the right. All right. So Detective Luke Thompson and Heather Snakehole leave the hospital. Or do you, do you leave the hospital? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I think as much we need here, is there? No, not really. One other thought, too. Did Heather leave that empty bottle of uh, Tully? Or is that uh, on her person or out of sight? Oh, I put it in my purse. I chugged it, put it in my purse. 
All right, good. Yeah, both of them. Hiding them. If there's one thing Heather Snakehold knows how to do, it's hide her booze. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to hear. Don't want the nurses knowing that I'm drinking on the job. All right. Uh, what do you guys want to accomplish after three o'clock there, specifically uh, Thompson and Heather? Well, I, I kind of thought all this would take a bit longer. I mean, if they're, uh, what is it, play practice, what do they call it? Rehearsal. If rehearsal uh, doesn't start until six, uh, I suppose he could be at the college or he might just be at his house. I don't know if now's the time to go, but up to you. You got anywhere you got to go? No. Um, did I write down anything? Did I? I did. I called you at Walter's house, right? Where yeah. did you call me? We, I knew you were staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he needs anything uh, from there, but what happened to your his little firearm? We should probably arm him, <laughs> just in case. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should. I don't think anyone's really onto him too much, but also um, uh, maybe we'll stop at Walter's house. I'll drop off. Like, my purse is, like, filled with, like, booze trash and also has, like, a bunch of, uh, Krusty Bottoms jewelry. <laughs> so. Yeah. How do you have all that jewelry in your purse? It's my jewelry from my apartment. God, stop being such a cop all the time. <laughs> it, it just looks like a loot bag, honestly. I was not used to seeing that much jewelry in one, in one purse. I mean. It looks like you robbed the house. But it's my own house, so it doesn't matter. It makes sense. All right, so Heather, you get into Thompson's sweet tea bird. Sweet tea. And you guys, sweet tea. And you guys go to Walter's house? We cruise by Walter's first, I suppose, so she can drop off all of her, the stolen jewelry. <laughs> okay. So. Sure, you don't want to hawk that somewhere? <laughs> later, later. All right, so Heather, you go into Walter's house. You have the key and uh, open the door, go inside. And you start to empty out your purse, take the trash out and everything. But you see a little flashing light across the room, and it's Aunt Walter's answering machine. Aunt Walter's answering machine. Aunt Polly. I'm going to, um... Did I say aunt? It's your Aunt Walter. (laughs) You started saying answering machine, but then said Walter. I Uh, immediately press it because I'm newsy. All right, so you press that, and you hear a message on there. You hear a female voice, and it says, uh, Mr. Pendergast, this is Tammy Wilson. I'm calling you from the police impound lot. Your car has been found, and uh, we'll be ready for you in Wilmington. My baby. <laughs> All right, so Walter's car has been found. Okay, uh, we have time to kill, so... Maybe I'll just call Walter from his own phone at the hospital, let him know, and tell him if he wants me to get it. Even if you don't trust me with it, I understand. I fully understand. But if you want me to get it, you can call this number and let them know, like, my name, <laughs> that I'll be getting it. Or or I don't ever have to touch it again. It's, it's totally fine. Oh, yeah. They totally left a phone number I on the answering machine, too. I just... I forgot that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Walter's pretty cool with that. Uh, he says, um, yeah, I guess uh, I'll, I'll see if I can make arrangements, and then uh, I'll call you back. I had planned to make a few phone calls today, so I'll let you know what I find out in a bit. All right. You're the best. Would um, would I know if there's anything I can do 
especially since I placed the uh, the be on the lookout for the car or whatever. Um, is there anything I would know? Would I need any? I don't know, paperwork or something. Could I just go and get it out as well? Oh, like pull some strings since you're a copper. Yeah, I mean, just like, hey, you know. Yeah, probably. You're probably going to need like a charm roll or something like that or a persuade. I mean, is there any like anything, you know, through normal channels, relinquishment forms or something? Uh, Like you need it as evidence for a case that you're looking into or something like that? Uh, Usually you would have to get that signed by a judge or some shit, though. Yeah. They're probably a snake, too, so, I mean, tread right? lightly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, maybe we'll um, we'll drive down there, then. You can t- drive his car back and, I suppose, leave it at his house at, uh, if you want. It'll be a time killer. All yeah. right. And then we'll head out to Wilmington. Mm-hmm. It'll kill about two hours, so down to 5 o'clock now. Um, go down there. Uh, Thompson, you... You know, flash your badge there, um, yeah. and ge- I put the bolo out on the the vehicle. Um, it was stolen from a friend of mine. Told him I called in, uh, so I was wondering if uh, you know you would do us a favor and uh, you know just let this one slide. <laughs> she says to you, "Well, detective, if your friend wants his car back, he should come here and pick it up." Uh, you know, we don't just release these things to just anybody. Oh, wait, he didn't call ahead in that two hours? Uh, I was hoping to call uh, Willis, the gun store, and the impound today from the hospital. So depending on how long those calls would have taken, yeah. Okay. All right. So instead of her, um, you know, telling you that she can't release it to just anybody, she goes, oh, yes, uh, Mr. Pendergast said that a detective was going to come down, uh, Luke Thompson, and uh, she's... Ask you for an ID. I give her my show her my police ID and uh, maybe mm-hmm. whatever else is on the in the wallet. All right. She says, "Yeah, yeah, that looks like uh, looks legit." She hands you some paperwork to sign, and you do so. And she says, "Okay, uh, we'll pull it around front. Uh, just give us a couple minutes." And after about ten minutes, you see Walter's Pinto pull around the front of the building. They hand you the keys. And you head back up to Philadelphia. Thank you very much. Um, so you got Walter's car back. On the ride to um, mm-hmm. Walter's house with the car. Or, wait, I would be in the other one. So on the wa- on the ride, can I just say that I told uh, Luke about the weird stuff with my pops and then my fake grandpa? Okay. Yeah. Because I kind of yeah. want to ask. Fill him in on that. I want to ask him to, like... If he feels like it, to look into these two guys. How, how is it that just weird shit follows you guys around? I don't know. I swear, <laughs> I'm just, I was just a bartender like a month ago. Well, I guess when it rains, it pours cosmic horror. Yeah, just don't be scared. Nice. Or they'll smell it. All right. Yeah. So now that you guys are back up in Philadelphia, uh, about five o'clock or so, what do you guys do now? Um, well, couldn't we cruise up there now if it's in Westchester? You certainly could. Did like, Did Yuki do anything else to the car? I mean, was it was it actually? Okay? If you guys wanted, you could drive from Wilmington to Westchester if you wanted to go to Bradshaw's home. In two cars, though. No reason to really necessarily drive separately. I mean, we could head back to wherever and then and then go. 
besides, he might recognize the Pinto. Hmm. And that is a bitch in Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. So, what do you guys do with it, then? Leave it at Walter's. Mm-hmm. Leave it at Walter's. Okay. And you guys drive up to Westchester or down to Westchester? Yes. West to Westchester? Over over to Westchester? Yeah. Over. <laughs> over. Yeah, let's say over. And... When you get there, you find the address. It is not a very big house. Looks like it has maybe two, three bedrooms tops. But it is a uh, a twin. You go up. Do you go up to the door after you pull up to it? No, 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 no. Let's let's cruise by slow first. Let's let's. Uh, any lights on, or does it look like there's any action? It's like a slow. Yeah, like a. The sun is setting Gangsta right now. Drive by. Or the sun has set now, right? It's five. It's a little past five, so we'll yeah, say the probably. sun. Oh, no, wait. You had to drive to there. That's about a half hour. 5.30. We're going to say the sun has set at this point. It's dark than a mug. Yep. And you don't see any lights on. Are there any cars in front of the house? Do I see? Do I see Ginger's car? You do not see Ginger's car out there. Is there a car? There's a couple cars, you know, lining the street. Okay, he doesn't have like a driveway or anything out front? Or next to the house, maybe? Yeah, we'll say there's a driveway. We'll say that there is a driveway and you don't see a car in there. (laughs) No license plates out front that say like Professor Bradshaw? Mm, Nah. All right, I say we just go for it. (laughs) Be eating you. Be eating you. Yellow King. Flip it. Um, doesn't look like anyone's there, but I don't necessarily just, you know, want to be seen walking around his house. What can we see uh, down, like, past his driveway, like, between the homes? Uh, Is there, like, a fence in a backyard? Is there a row of houses behind that? Yeah. Are there woods? Yeah, past the the driveway, there is a fence uh, that goes that extends to the next twin house mm-hmm. over. And there is a backyard behind that that is also fenced in. It's just your standard size fence, like, you know, like four feet, something like that. Are there buildings further than the backyard? If you go past the backyard, there are more, uh, there are more houses. Yeah, they're like, it looks like they're sharing a backyard almost, mm-hmm. but there's a fence. Gotcha. Um, not really going to be too easy to wander around his house and look in his windows without someone seeing us. Could make it look like a delivery. I kind of like rummage around in the back seat, and there's like some some takeout bags and stuff. I just kind of mm-hmm. fill it with empty coffee cups. Okay. And I kind of put it in your in your lap, <laughs> and uh, I make a U-turn and I pull up right out front of his house and put my okay. hazards on. Right. Make it look okay. like yeah. we're not trying to hide. You know. Yeah. If you want, I mean, go take a look around. Doesn't seem like anyone uh, is there right now. I'll keep an eye, see if anyone's coming. All right, I'm going to hop out and go look in some windows on the porch. Just look for her stuff if you can. Yeah. Give us an idea if she's staying there. All right. So when you look through the windows, uh, first off, the curtains are drawn most of the way, but there's a little separation of the curtains. 
that you can see through, but you can't really see much because it's so dark in there. Uh, okay. Can I go here, around the take back? Take this flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you probably do have a little flashlight. I got a few. I got like a like a whole assembly of flashlights. All right, Heather, give me a stealth roll. If you're looking through the windows with this flashlight. Oh, 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 oh my god, I did! Make sure you walk on your tippy toes, hunched over with kind of like raptor arms, yeah. because it makes you sneakier. Absolutely. Long yeah. steps, but like long, low steps. <laughs> like... Fuck. 71. I have 40. Uh, steps weren't long enough. No. So... You're looking in one of these windows here, and uh, nothing really happens. Just, you can see in there now, and where you're shining the light, you see a, uh, a recliner chair. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing that you can see. There's, it looks like there's a little table next to it, too. But Can I like put my ear up and see if I hear anything? You sure can. Uh, give a listen. I feel like when you put your ear up to a window that's always like the part in like the the scary movie that where they stab you in the ear or something or just something smacks the window it's always oh, a jump scare my god these are the worst rules i've ever heard 83 Oof. all right um can hmm. i go around the back now yeah sure all right. go around the back? <laughs> is there a back door there is a back door that leads into the yard out back. There's a there's a gate in the fence that you got to go through. Okay. All right, so you open that up, head on to the back door. I'm watching her shaking my head. <laughs> like you're doing right now. <laughs> I'm going to give her another like two minutes and we're getting out of here. All right, uh, I go to the back door and I just jiggle it, but super quietly, super stealthy. Don't even need a stealth roll for it because it's that stealthy. It's oh, fine. Okay. Just a little see if it's open okay so you kind of jiggle the handle of the back door uh, first off there's a storm door there and you get that open with you know, no problem you go to turn the handle on the wooden back door mm -hmm. and it doesn't turn okay give me a spot hidden though come on guys <laughs> Talking to the dice. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was aggressive, me being mean to them at first. It's not the way to go. It's not. It's not how I roll. <laughs> Get it? It's not your oh. fault. <laughs> Thirty-three. It worked. Nice. <laughs> I have right. fifty-eight. So you tried to turn the handle and it didn't move. However, you see that it looks like the door might not be shut one hundred percent of the way. Like it got caught, but. The latch didn't go into the uh, into the frame. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It might be a tricky to close door. Everything in me wants to go just straight in. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell Thompson that the back door is open. Okay. And see what he wants me to do. The back door is unlocked. Should we just go in? What you going to do now, Thompson? Did I see anyone like, uh, you know, like around? Is there, is there any like anything going on on the street? I feel like we've we've already been here too long, but. You see a couple kids playing flashlight tag out there. 
Adorbs. But okay. Other than that, there's some cars. There's not really anything else going on. You know, you can see the, you can see the windows from the other houses. Majority of the other houses are lit up in at least one window. Yeah, which makes it even harder to see outside when it's dark. Yeah. Unless you're right up on it. Um, all right. I get out of the car. Okay. And I start walking toward the back door. Okay. So you walk into the back door there. Uh, I, I kind of take the lead. My back is to her. Okay. And um, I kind of put my head down for a second. And you hear. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> little key bump. And I go up to the back door. All right. Uh, do you open it? I just push it with my just two, two fingers. All right. You push it and you hear a little creak as it opens very slowly. Kind of put my hand on, on my weapon. Slowly open the door. Kind of listen. Okay. It's dark in there, but as you're listening, give me a listen roll. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to listen so good. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, let's talk about listening. Let's so, talk about listening. So a few episodes ago, <laughs> you know, if, uh, Chuck, I may... I may have forgotten to write down the score for Listen when I got this character. So I just left it blank, assuming he had none. But in truth, I just skipped it entirely. Um, right. Oh, he was actually, he's a good listener. He's yeah. a pretty good listener. So, uh, whoops. You would yeah. hope so for a detective. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Just to clarify for the listeners, um, I'm a dummy, not Thompson. <laughs> And that there is one of the few boons in this game. Most of the time, the luck is bad, bad, bad. True that. Well, that's a 31 and a pass. Thompson, all you hear is silence from the inside of the house and some kids playing outside. And that's about it. I, uh, with the hand that I open the door with, I reach into a pocket, pull out a flashlight, all right. pull a pen light, and I hold that up all right. and start scanning the room from from the doorway okay so you scan the room with the light and you look at the floor first and then you your light travels up the walls uh you're in the kitchen right now it looks like the whole thing has been very hastily painted several different shades of yellow Mm-mm. looks like someone Mm-mm. just kind of slapped paint everywhere Mm-mm. this is pretty uh that's pretty weird um, but it lines up with what you were telling me. Uh, we discussed making the symbol, didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This looks like a ginger paint job. I'm a little worried about, uh, uh, I don't know, accidentally getting mind controlled by this guy. Uh, I'm still having a hard time grasping all of this. It's very new. Um, it doesn't look like he's here. But I kind of touch the wall, see how fresh it is. Is it still wet? Is it like no. oil paint or no. no? It's it's dry. Are there are there any like painting stuff in the kitchen still? Nope. Like uh, brushes or cans or nope. But it looks like paint got everywhere on like the dish rack on the kitchen table. It just has like flecks of paint on it. Sometimes bigger gotcha. splatters. Let's say hide all those runes. Okay, can I ask a side question? Like, if you have already seen the symbol, not me, but mm-hmm. like if you're if you're Ginger or the professor, 
Are you like immune to seeing it? After you've already seen it? Yeah, like after you're already bonkers. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking like, should we not be turning lights on? Like if they're... No. Right? Like if they're painted on the wall and we turn the light on and we see them, did we make it? Did we make it? Our eyes see it? Right? What if it's a black light? That's what I'm saying. And then like That's they exactly have what I was thinking. And turning That's the light on, I created it. exactly what I was thinking. You know? Or like a sweet fuzzy poster. Well. Um, definitely not doing that. Uh, I don't know. I ain't getting got. I ain't gonna get got. Not gonna get got. Alright. Uh, I am wary about stepping inside, but I slowly do so. Keeping my flashlight low. Mm-hmm. Looking for any other sign that she may have been here. I don't think I'm gonna go through the whole house, but I want to at least look through the... From the kitchen door into another room. Okay, so the kitchen leads into a large room. Um... It also looks like it's been uh, hastily painted yellow. There are car- It's carpeted, and you can see spots of yellow on the carpet. And as you're walking in, you feel a little floorboard creak. It makes a sound, like a, another little... Mm-hmm. Just kind of throws you off for a second, kind of surprises you. And you're shining your li- are you shining your light around or just at the floor? Mostly at the floor in front of me, um, so that, you know, uh, I don't cast too much light up at the windows or anything. Uh, it's, I just kind of get to see stuff around from the diffuse, like, residual light. Or whatever. Okay. Indirect. All right. So you're using that light downwards, and you get to a wall, the one that uh, shares with the next house over. Down at the bottom you see some red specks mixed in with the yellow. Um, Are they dry? Shine it up a little, little higher on the wall, but not trying to uh, make it too obvious to the house next door that might be able to see through. All right, so you shine it upwards, and you find a... You... Am I behind him? I'm sorry. I'm still, like, following him, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And as you shine that light upwards, it illuminates what looks like dried blood on the wall. And written in the blood, it says, Songs that the Hades shall sing, where flap the tatters of the king, must die unheard in dim Carcosa. And we're going to end the episode there. That's rude. <laughs> dim Carcosa. Dim Carcosa. Um... Okay, creepy little house of horrors there. I'm glad that Walter is not a part of that. I'm gonna car coach shit myself. I know. I, got, I, got, I actually have to pee. I'm so nervous. I'm real spooked out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just real quick, then. Uh, thanks to the listeners. Luck. Oh, and thank thanks. You. Thanks to everyone for listening. Before we stop, let's roll up luck. Remember, you want to roll over your luck score. Shouldn't be hard. Uh-oh. Getting harder now. Yeah. 43. That's the only character that's had luck in years of playing this game. Nailed it. All right. 1d10 luck back. 96. Two. Wait a minute. That's not right. Oh, not bad. I'll take it. Seven. You're at 96 sanity? What? No. How, what? how much sanity are you at? I rolled a 96 from a... From okay. The, the, the one you I thought you said your the, sanity was 96. I wish. It's 69. Dude. 18 luck. All right, guys. Well, good luck on the next episode. Until then, remember, sanity is overrated. Mm-hmm.
Jenny, you know, I was thinking something. Um, Heidi's always watching the screen. What uh, What's up with calling your kitty cat to get in front of the camera for a minute? I can bring him up later. I just put the cone on him. He was going a little nuts, scratching don't his eye. So. That fatso. Hey, don't, you don't say that. He is diabetic. <laughs> he's a good boy. That means he's super fat. Shut up. <laughs> he's part Maine Coon. <laughs> he's a big boned. No, he's not. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> he does breathe loud. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm body shaming your cat. <laughs> Do that. 2023. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn. 